Hello and welcome to Dark Insight, episode number 54 for Friday, April 14th, 2017. I am your host today. I'll, I'm Jeremy Greer. I am joined, well, you know, pretty regularly by Cliff Goldsmith. How are you doing, Cliff? Uh, I'm I'm good with drinking my uh, no Coke sugar, apparently. <laughs> Zero Coke sugar? <laughs> <laughs> Zero Coke sugar, yeah. Luckily, I was I was recording that bit, so you can you can pull that out and put it at the end of the podcast if you want to, <laughs> so people can get that joke. Uh, our good friend, Mr. Josh Crow, a.k.a. the Morbidest of Beards, is here. How you doing, Josh? Pretty good, thank you. Uh, I've got a rum today that has actual Coke and not just sugar in it. So Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, that'd, be, yeah so, uh, that'd be a pretty bad drink if you just took some rum and dumped a bunch of sugar in it. <laughs> yeah, it probably would be. <laughs> yeah, so I'm keeping the balance here. But yeah, pretty good, thank you. And we've also got a special guest today. Uh, joining us today is Jessica. How are you today, Jessica? Hi, uh, I don't have any zero sugar Coke or rum, <laughs> but I have life-sustaining water. Excellent. I'm also drinking water and I just had a quick espresso so I could get my energy levels up because I was pretty tired today. Um, I'm like dry, like a whale, dip, like a beached up whale. So I need it. <laughs> You're like I a beached whale? <laughs> I kind of like a beached whale. So I kind of need this life sustaining water. <laughs> uh, Jessica and I met because um, she's a bartender at a bar that I go to way too often and have way too many beers at and eat delicious Vietnamese food and um, me and her got to talking about video games and anime and cartoons and kind of just became quick friends and when we got to talk about Persona 5 and she said well I cannot wait I'm buying a PS4 for Persona 5 I'm going to get it it's going to be awesome and I said well when the time comes, we're going to get you on the podcast to talk about it because I didn't think any of us would be playing it. And I was right. So thank you very much for guesting, Jessica. Oh, thank you guys for not playing the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to get into that. Um, we've also got some news topics and we've got, you know, our typical games that we've been playing. But first, as tradition on the Dark Insight podcast, which I think we've actually kind of let slip the last couple of weeks, we have to talk a little bit about the weather. Cliff, is it miserable in London? No, it's bloody sunny and lovely. What? Yeah, I know. Is the world coming to an end? <laughs> it must be. It must be. It's been real nice. And because it's, a, it's a, a bank holiday weekend this week, it's a four-day weekend. So today was awesome. Lovely sunny day. I didn't leave the house. My son was playing the tablet and I was playing near all day. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm mad jealous about playing video games all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What about you, Josh? How's the weather in your neck of the woods? Um, not as good, to be fair. I don't really know why Cliff seems to have got all the sunshine because it's been a bit sort of gloomy and misty around here today. It's, I think it's tried to rain. Um, so I think because it knows that it's a long weekend for us, it's just decided to literally rain on our parade. So I I also oh, haven't I haven't left the house. I haven't really played any games today. I tried and failed, so I went and read a book instead. But um, yeah, but it's been all right, I suppose. Not too bad. And Jessica, this is weird because you and I live in basically the same town. So yeah. how's the weather in Lafayette today? <laughs> uh, I, I've been praising the sun way too often. So there's so much sunlight right now. And it burns. It burns. It's scalding. <laughs> I regret yeah, praising the sun too much. Jessica told me the other day that um, she started playing this. And she straight up just asked me this, not knowing my history with the game. But she straight up asked oh, me, have yeah. you ever heard of this game, Dark Souls? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I may have a whole podcast dedicated to Dark Souls. <laughs> so I may know a little bit about it. So Jessica just started playing Dark Souls for the first time. Oh, yeah, so we'll have to... uh, I'm so jealous. We'll, we'll, yeah, that, that first yeah. time through <sighs> is awesome. 
Is it awesome? I've been getting my butt whooped the whole entire time. Fine. That's fine. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. But it's weird because I kind of enjoy it, you know? (laughs) Like, I kind of enjoy getting my butt whooped by all these, like, monsters and, like, bosses. Mm. It's like a weird feeling. But it's also rage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Souls is definitely one of those that sort of it's an exemplary standard for if I could forget this kind of game and replay it again, that's yeah, it's definitely one of the ones I'd go for. Yeah, that actually came up on Don't Give Up Skeleton. I forget whose episode it was. Um, that somebody said uh, if that was if they had one dumb mutant power, they would choose the ability to forget specific things. And this, he said that specifically so that he could play Dark Souls again for the first time. And I was like, that's a pretty good mutant power, all yeah. things considered. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> well, I'm excited then because I'm hoping that I can like get through the game and then like like know what the what that feeling's about. Oh yeah, and then you've got uh, Dark Two, Dark Three, and you got Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have a copy of Dark Souls Three on PS4 that I could give you if you wanted it. Um, if you don't want to play on P- PC, because uh, I, I oh, ended up with an extra somehow. So, I like a long time ago I pre-ordered the Dark Souls Three game with the whole like burning a uh, sword. Yeah. And stuff, yeah, but like, but I never got to like, I never had time to play it. So I was like, I might as well just like play the first one and everything. Mm. You chose wisely because we're we're known nowadays for a Dark Souls three hater podcast. Like that's what we're known for since everybody hates <laughs> Dark Souls three. So. Yeah, I, I can't understand why. I've I've been doing my research. I was like, oh, I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's jump into some news so this doesn't become a Don't Give Up Skeleton episode. Um, first on the list was uh, a surprise announcement from Sega this week, and they just plopped Bayonetta right on the PC Steam store. So you can go play Bayonetta in sweet, sweet, like, 14,000 Ps if that's if that's what you want to do. Ugh. What's um what's everybody's history with Bayonetta? Cliff, are you, are you a big fan? Never played it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Josh? <laughs> um, <laughs> I too have never played it. I own it on PS3 with the intention of playing it, but I've I've heard that that's probably like the worst version of it to get. So I've probably done myself a bit of a disservice by getting on PS3. But it's just it's it, through sheer preference, I tend to lean towards PS3 just because I'm I'm a Sony pony. So I intend to go through it. It's just it's one of those on my pile of shame. I will never ever not like get a weird feeling when people say Sony Pony. It sounds so gross to me. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound kind of gross. Like I'm so yeah. I've never heard of that term before, but now I'm just kind of cringing. <laughs> I think I think Josh was the first person that I ever heard say it, and I was like, "What does that?" And I think it, it, yeah, it's anyway. I think I derailed us the last time it came up, so I won't do that here. What about you, Jessica? Have you played Bayonetta? I have played Bayonetta, and I absolutely adore it so much. And I'm kind of glad that it's on PC, so I can like like watch the cutscenes and all the fight scenes in its massive glory. And, and, mm-hmm. and the good thing is it's a, normally you get pretty shitty ports, but it's a fantastic port. You can get oh, it, it? 4k 60 mm-hmm. with no problems. Yeah. It just runs like a dream by, oh, by what? Yeah. Digital Foundry done a rundown on it the other day. And apparently it's a fantastic port. So mm. good job Sega on that one. I know. I'm so excited because I'm definitely going to buy it. Mm. So I could re- like replay all over again because that game is my childhood, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to become like because of her, I want to become a witch, and like you and take like, angel weapons and like pull dance around it and use it to like, kill all of them at the same time. It's wonderful. 
<laughs> yeah, I played the demo of Bayonetta 1 and, and liked it, but uh, just never got around to playing it. So when the second one came out, which was a Wii U exclusive, I, I rented that one. And for whatever reason, just... I don't know if it was because I was playing with the the Wii U tablet, which is kind of difficult to play those like hardcore action games with, uh, or or what. But like I just never clicked with it, so I've never I've actually played the way all the way through it. Um, I'm not a huge platinum games guy, uh, but like obviously me and Cliff and I th- are just completely addicted to Nier right now, and like I'm loving oh. that stuff. So I'll, it, it makes me want to go back and try the try Bayonetta again, see if I see if I can dig it. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is with me and I, I'm like mm, do I go back and play it like I like their stuff like I like Metal Gear Rising and stuff mm-hmm. as well and I like Nier the thing is with Nier it's the story I've, I've kind of like yeah. the, the fighting's real good but like I'm now because obviously I finished it the first time it's the story that's driving me through so I, I, I would like to give Bayonetta a go but I think I definitely should pick up number obviously two now I've got the Wii U it's just another game mm-hmm. that I can give a go on that machine but I still got to get back to Zelda. I still haven't even done my first Divine Beast. So, yeah. <laughs> there's too many games. There's way yeah, too many games far to too play. Many. Far too yeah, many. Far too many. Far too many. <laughs> um, another bit of news that came across us, Josh. I think you may have added this one. That um, I did. Remedy. Did. Uh, Remedy, the developers of Quantum Break and one of my favorite games ever, Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a fiscal report conference call thing and it was revealed that their next game is going to come to the ps4 which is a big deal because they're traditionally a microsoft kind of exclusive developer um i had totally forgotten quantum break existed by the way and that's like the one of the very few (laughs) xbox one exclusives so i need to go Mm. find quantum break and try try to that out at some point (laughs) jeremy (laughs) you're not the only one that forgot that game existed mate don't worry about (laughs) that I think oh, I think a lot man. of people forgot that game existed. Yeah. yeah, it's a shame, really, because by what I've heard, like it got critically panned a bit. But by what I've heard from people that have played it, it it's it's a good game. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that it kind of it dials down on the the bit of the the meta narrative craziness that um, Remedy games tend to have. But I I own it, but I haven't played it yet. It's again, it's another one on the pile of shame. But I mainly added this just as kind of a, a small sort of celebration of remedy because remedy is despite metal gear being my favorite franchise of all time remedy is my favorite game developer of all time because i think that the stories they choose to tell and the way that they choose to tell those stories is one of the most interesting i've ever come across in a game so it's just kind of like me saying that i'm more than happy for them to bring it over to the ps4 i'm super chuffed that they're actually they've made a sort of a a bit of an increase in profit over the past sort of financial year and that they've managed to increase their staff because of that so it's just kind of me saying i'm looking forward to whatever it is that they're going to do it's apparently this new project is it's called p7 or something like that so I don't know when we're going to hear about it, but I'm super, super happy for Remedy. They're just, I love those guys to bits and yeah, just really, really glad that things are are picking up for them. Cause I wasn't sure if quantum break was going to be kind of the death of them because it seemed to, it didn't really do too well in terms of sales or in terms of critical acclaim, which they're kind of, they're kind of known for just being, they might not have the biggest sales in the world, but they certainly stand out there as being one of the companies that do something different. So, um, yeah, there was, there was definitely good to see that, that they're doing really good. Jessica, are you, uh, do you, are you familiar with remedy or Alan wake or quantum break or any of these things? Uh, I'm familiar with Alan, uh, wakers, but I've never actually played it. I've only like watched it and I've been dying to get my hands on it, to play it. 
But based on what Josh said, I'm really excited now. And I'm definitely going <laughs> to mm-hmm. Yeah, there um Alan Wake is a really really like if you are if it's you're like so me and you grew up good. reading yeah, it really you grew is up good. reading Stephen yeah. King and Dean mm-hmm. Koontz and all that stuff like it just yes. it's, it's it's that vibe all over the place and it's Are you serious? Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. I'm so yeah. mad. Yeah. I'm so it, I mean it's it's yeah. literally about a writer that goes to the northeast to like <laughs> yep. to go to go write a horror novel. Like it's mm-hmm. it's literally that. Like it's it's so <laughs> It couldn't yeah. be any it's more so Stephen good. King if it tried. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so gonna definitely get it. Yeah, yeah, you should check it out. It's got a good a good sort of dose of Twin Peaks in there as well to an extent, mm. just to kind of the, the setting mm. that, that it's in. Yeah, it just really sort of speaks to the, the Lynchian aesthetics. Um oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. I loved it. My god, I'm so definitely gonna try it out because I love like the whole horror like theme and everything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, totally. definitely check Alan Wake out if you can because you'll you'll get a kick out of that. And the combat's like really interesting too. You have to like all these. You're fighting a bunch of shadow monsters, and you have to shine your flashlight on them in order to be able to shoot them with your normal gun. So it's like got mm. this weird dynamic to it that's a lot of fun to play with. Mm. Mm. And, um, and you oh, can collect ahead. coffee as well. So you can collect coffee as well, which I know will please a <laughs> lot of us. <laughs> that's a, that's an actual collectible in the game. You you collect cof- coffee flasks. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's definitely got my set of approval. <laughs> Did uh did, do either one of you know that CJ played Alan Wake? Because I know he's he he loves coffee and video games. Like his, <laughs> he does. Just, just from his Persona Five tweets, I can tell that. So like I was wondering if he, I need to ask him if he played Alan Wake. I, th- I think he has. Yeah. yeah. Might well have done. Yeah, I'd need to ask him. But uh, yeah. Our yeah. third item is um, <laughs> this might as well be the name of this podcast. <sighs> Namco, Namco Bandai is at it again, Cliff. <laughs> They're just pissing us off all over the place. Fucking at it again. Um, so Namco is teasing this video game, which looks absolutely gorgeous. It's got this really, yeah. really interesting art style. Like the trailer is really cool. It, um, it, if that's the actual gameplay to this game, I'm really, really into it. Like, I think mm-hmm. it looks just delightful. Um, unfortunately <laughs> their hashtag that they're using to market this is hashtag prepare to dine. Yeah. And, uh, man, just, just goes to show you that Namco Bandai are just going to shove dark souls into the ground as much as humanly possible. And, and I know I shouldn't get mad at this y'all. I know it's like, it's just a marketing bullshit. Like I know, but like, man, just leave it alone. Like, Mm. There are infinite words in the universe, like, and you have to use these like three that are going to specifically call out a certain fan base and also piss me off at the time. So just I just, uh, just let let this game speak for itself, for God's sake. Exactly. Stop exactly. attaching it to stuff that you know people are obviously gonna get annoyed at and might talk about the game. I I kind of get why they've done it, but this game looks. The art style is fucking cool. The game, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm interested. But I'm like, seriously, just let the game be itself. Stop fucking attaching Dark Souls to pissing everything. Just, ah, mm-hmm. uh, Namco, seriously. Namco, what are you doing? Just eat some Josh, chicken. Did you just get a chance to watch chicken. the trailer? Uh, the, I checked out briefly I, in all honesty i completely forgot to check out properly but from what i did see it looked pretty cool um but it was another one of those yeah it was another one of those that just kind of got pushed to the wayside because i was busy rolling my eyes at the hashtag so <laughs> exactly. i didn't really get yeah. I didn't, yeah i didn't really get to see it properly because my eyes were being rolled too hard so oh no 
Yeah. But um Yeah, it looks yeah. I'm like I'm watching the trailer now and man, just like the art style and like the, the main character looks super cool, like this giant weird I hate to just call things anime, but like this giant weird anime dude with a, a teethy like a smile the, full of teeth. Like it looks looks great. So Well, the, the two things I drew drew from this trailer. A, it reminds me of Blood Ball by mm-hmm. some of the characters. B, that main demon looks just like the Shinigami from Death Note. Like, yeah, I was like just thinking Like, real that. like him, I like know. proper. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. how much he looks uh, like him. I haven't seen Death Note, so I don't know what that is. Neither uh, have I. <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, let, hold on. Uh, I'll put, <laughs> I know like, what the thing looks like, ridiculous. I've just never seen it. Yeah. Like, so going to kick yeah. us off the podcast, Josh. We we got to be careful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Look, man, don't don't start messing with Death Note. You know you know how I am. How could I, I be messing with it if I've never seen it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm only joking. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, you watch but, this trailer too, Jessica? Uh, yeah, I did watch the trailer, and I really love the art style. Says I'm an art student myself, but then I was reading the article, and it said that it might not actually be. The, what the actual footage of the gameplay would be like and I'm just like no why in which case like and we've had this conversation a lot on this podcast but um yeah the, the, the press release said that the animation is inspired by a title and development so like at yeah. this point why are you if it doesn't have a name and you're using another you're using another game's tagline basically like why even put this out like why what, what kind of hype are you and I know hey we're talking about it so all marketing is good or whatever mm-hmm. but like really like just give me a gameplay trailer with this cool art style around it. Like that's all I really want. Like I don't know. Exactly. Like I don't want like my hopes and dreams to be like lost because like I rather the trailer to look exactly what the gameplay actually looks yeah. like. Same. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a shame because like obviously it's got my uh, it's got me interested, and then like it'll come around and it'll be like Slashy Souls or something. Just <laughs> be like fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, for our last bit of news, um, Nintendo is super popular again, y'all. Mm. Um, of course they, it is. Uh, so the Nintendo, I'm, and I'm quoting from a press release from Nintendo here. Um, thank you at Wario64 on Twitter for hooking me up with this. It's very good. Um, that hooking me up. I mean, he put, he's a very popular tweeter. Anyway, none of this matters. Uh, the Nintendo Switch is the fastest selling video game system in Nintendo history. And has sold 906,000 units in the, in March in the U.S. Oh so my that's God. just the U.S. <laughs> I and mean, it went crazy. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention with this is that the uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild has sold 1.3 million units, uh, 925,000 of which are for the Switch. Yeah, they sold more Zelda games for the Switch than they sold of the actual Switch console. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which they're yeah they're they're attributing that, that makes sense. <laughs> they're attributing that to people buying like the collector's edition to collect and then another copy of the game to play or whatever. But yeah, like they have literally mm. sold more copies of Breath of the Wild than they have actual Switches. Unless they've uh, people have bought Zelda and couldn't get a Switch and they're waiting for the Switches to come back in the stock. Sure. Like, that could easily yeah. be the case too. Mm. Yeah. yeah, true. I can see the the collector side of it as well because I've done that for my Metal Gear stuff. I, I will have a copy of it that's sealed, and I'll have a copy of it that is unsealed, so I can actually play that copy. So I can understand that. So yeah. uh, that's, that's and then cool. just as a as an aside mm. to this, they sold almost five hundred thousand copies of Zelda on the Wii U, which 
I didn't even know the Wii U had 5,000 <laughs> consoles sold. So, <laughs> two, um, two of them's me and you. Yeah, that's true. And and Kay from uh, Ed Humanity Upgrade, yeah. former guest, she bought she bought it on a Wii U as well. So, yeah. yeah, that's you know that's good stuff. I like that game. That game is real cool, y'all. Mm. So yeah, I'm playing on the Nintendo Switch because I saw a meme or someone online on Reddit like just laying down the floor with a box over their head and then putting like the screen at the other end and just laying there with the controls in both hands. So that's my life. <laughs> yeah, just laying down on the couch and looking Maybe. straight up to play the, play yeah, the game. Like, yeah. like, yeah. That's so genius. Cause like, all you, all you, like, you, like you don't even need to look, look like ahead of the TV. You just need to like lay down there, like just be immersed in the game completely. Like and then and then get yeah. like a forty four ounce rum and coke with a really long straw, <laughs> so you can just yeah. sit there and have a great time. Or like just get, like, get one of those hats that have like two beers on the side and just like have the straw. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, two Sapporos with two straws and one beer oh, hat. Oh yeah, it's like great, kind of but... like Goldberg kind of thing where like you can have like a snack just dis- like dispersed. For you, like every like five seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. The, the the problem is if you put yourself in that situation, I don't think you're getting up off of the sofa after playing oh, the switch. <laughs> you're just one hundred percent not. Yeah, that's no. not happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, awesome. But yeah, that's congratulations, Nintendo. I'm looking. I'm hoping yeah. that means that we're going to get um, some really cool third party support for the Switch, and that would inspire me to buy one as soon as they you know become available. But um, yeah, yeah, like this is really good for nintendo like they haven't had a, a super successful console since the wii and like I, I want i want more nintendo games they make great games so like let's keep Do that going. yeah oh before what, we move what is on this thing that, that somebody just put in the show notes that, that i have to look at <laughs> oh no that was that that was the uh demon from death note just to, just oh, to show okay. you how, how oh, like, it does look like yeah it yeah. does look like that too. yeah mm. yeah yeah uh Yes. Well, that was a nice bit of news, but I will. I do want to say one thing. Star Wars okay. trailer dropped today. Mm-hmm. That looks fucking good, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Can't yeah, wait. I, I'm hyped. Yeah, totally it, does. it really does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm, I made a point of watching it before we started recording because I knew it was going to come up in conversation. So I made sure to watch it before. Have I'm you... not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I teared up a little bit. What? Have you seen the, the new trailer? Have you seen yeah, the new I, poster I really for did. it? Yeah. It's it like, looks so good. It looks like a new hope, but oh man, mm. I can't it wait. It looks so oh, good. Looks so Thing good. is, it, to me, that when when I was growing up, like the some of the biggest heroes as for me as a kid were Batman, Luke Skywalker, and my dad. So Luke Skywalker to me is he's one of those ultimate characters, and just to know that he's he's coming back properly and awesome. oh, it yeah. just killed me. Can't Absolutely wait. killed me. Thank God. Yeah, so I I was a bit of a, a blubbering mess earlier on. Yeah, no, <laughs> this <is> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I need, I, I need Where to Where are you at on Star Wars, it. Jessica? Huh? Yeah. Are you a Star Wars fan? Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> I didn't hear the uh, I didn't hear you ask that before. Oh, it's okay. yeah, yeah. Are you- I saw the trailer and I was like, oh my god, yes. I'm just so I'm still kind of <laughs> sad though at the fact that. Uh, Princess Leia passed. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll bring back a uh, CGI Princess Leia from Rogue One. Well, <laughs> well, no, they yeah. th- like they've they turned around and said like all her stuff for Episode Eight was filmed anyway. Yeah, that was all done. Sure. Yeah. And they're yeah. not CGI in her, 
but her brother has said they they can't cut her out of the final film. They need to find a way to get her part back in the film. So by the all sound by by the sense of things, she's going to be in it, not CGI'd. But I don't know how they're mm-hmm. going to do it. Maybe like pre-used stuff that she'd filmed before, or I'm not sure how they'll do it. But yeah, yeah. So. If, if anybody can figure it out, it's um, Disney, which yeah. is like you know a five oh, yeah. billion dollar corporation. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll figure something out, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that South episode with like the whole Mickey Mouse and Star Wars thing. I don't know if you guys saw, watched South Park, but mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the episode? I haven't I haven't watched South Park in years. Oh, you haven't? Okay, well, it was basically um, people voting for the next president, and then Ob- Obama was apparently using the Chinese people to get his like votes for him, and they were using like I forgot his name. Uh, One of the <laughs> But apparently Vicky was like trying to get like a hold of Star Wars and so was China. And so they were having like a war. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, was, no. oh man. I would totally take Luke Skywalker for president right now. I don't know about y'all, but hey, yeah, I'll totally take Luke Skywalker. I would hell I would take Mark Hamill for president right now, much less yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny actually. I'm looking up at the shelf above me at the moment and I've got Kylo Ren and an X Wing staring down at me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you see that uh the tweet that I sent out earlier from uh this chick that I know in Atlanta? Um she's at a Star Wars conference right now where all this stuff is coming from and uh yeah. Her, her, one of her friend's kids dressed up as General Thrawn. And yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he looks just absolutely de- delightful. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's oh my god. Yeah, I'll throw I it in the that. show notes so you can see it, Jessica. It's it's really it's really it's something so special. Good. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds so funny. Yeah, it's real. But good. before we, uh, I guess, I guess we need to get to talk about some games, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Jessica. Why don't why don't you go first since you were the guest? Oh, and probably and probably the only one that's actually been playing some video games. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, I don't know how to go about this. Like, I don't want to spoil anything unless you guys don't mind being spoiled. Or do I just like talk about the gameplay? And yeah. Everything? So so you've been playing Persona Five, right? Yes. So let's let's start from like what kind of game Persona Five is because I'm not even I've I don't have any history with the Persona series at all. Um, Cliff, I don't know if you've played any of them or Josh. Have you guys played either any of them previously? Not played them, but I know what the game is. Know that. Yeah, cool. yeah. The, I I played a tiny bit of um, Golden on the Vita, and it was really good from what I played of it. But it's one of those games where it just requires so much time. I'm considering getting five, but. That's probably because it's just it's a video game coming out in 2017, so I'm considering buying it, aren't I? Because so <laughs> yeah, you know, we're all terrible with money. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <yeah. laughs> so uh, I guess start from the beginning. Like, what what kind of game is Persona? Like, just okay. from the very basics. Well, good news is that the Persona series, all their games don't correlate together, so you don't have to feel like you have to buy like a certain like the first one, then play the second one, then the third one, or then and so on, and so on. You can just generally just like play, like pick any of the numbers because it's a whole different tire story in of itself, even though generally the combat system is similar. Like you start off playing as a cool main character and then you have, then the, of course the main character is blessed with like the ability to be able to summon like multiple demons and talk to demons and like make them beg and stuff like that with like to him. 
and he of course has like the like the most special power but everyone else and he's the one that sparks off the whole like using the whole combat system the persona mm-hmm. but generally like each main character comes with like a different like background story like in persona 5 uh you play as like kind of like the rowdy bad boy kind of guy but he's misunderstood and so he's kind of like a criminal delinquent now in high school and he's trying to like ma- like get his name like you know cleared up from supposedly a crime that he committed but then the game starts off like not typically on how like on how all the persona games start off with like all the other games start off with like you're going to high school and you're going through like a car like uh like a different like you're going through different phases of your life like in four he was going through like a different high school and from a different like the city but in this one the game starts you off like as a thief and you play off as like you're infiltrating someone's like casino place and you're trying not to get caught but then the main character ends up being caught instead of being by the police because apparently someone ratted him out and so then you're being interrogated and being beat up by the policeman and then throughout and then that's when it starts off and then throughout the whole entire time you're in the cell like it takes you back to the past of how everything all started like from how you moved oh, to cool. the city okay. yeah so i was actually so the game plays out like you're so you're, the main character is telling the story and they, like you're actually playing through the story as he's telling it in the in the real time yeah it's really interesting right. i was like mm. holy and so it takes you back through all the times that you met people certain people that affect like that influence you and stuff like that and basically you form bonds with those people and throughout those bonds, you get to create even more powerful demons and stuff. And it's pretty awesome. But the combat is kind of turn-based. Okay. If you if you don't like turn-based combat, I mean, sadly, it is turn-based, but it's still pretty, pretty good, though, because you get to, like, attack with every... Like, there's a certain part where if you, like, get all your enemies, like, low HP at the same time, you can attack all at once and then beat them up or you could have the demons beg to you and talk to them to give you money items or become a part of your team mm-hmm. in a sense okay and the whole yeah, storyline oh go ahead oh and then the whole storyline kind of is very interesting because like the whole persona series have like a dark realism to them mm-hmm. i don't want to spoil too too much but it gets like you get to see the different twisted mentality of how people think. In the I've heard that this world. one's particularly dark too. Like uh, like some people that I that I have been playing this game have told me that like you know Persona Four was kind of a little bit lighter. Like it had a little bit like less weighty subject matter, but the, uh, but but the P Five is definitely a lot darker in its scope. Oh too. yeah, it mm. is. Greater Persona like Four. Oh my God, it definitely is. Because like I remember. Like going Persona 4 and like just laughing at how silly some of the characters were, but in Persona 5, I'm just like, how? Why am I? Why am I in jail? And why am I being beat up? And like, why aren't I escaping from jail? Because I have this power <laughs> even and stuff. Like, uh. But it's so good though. What um? What did you What did you name your squad and your main character? Because uh, I discovered the other day that there's a whole Twitter account that does nothing but retweet people taking screenshots of their uh, main character name. Did you, have you guys seen this? By the way, it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> no. it's it's no. really really funny. 
No, the, the, I've heard. I've heard there's uh, there's a bot account that if you actually tweet the words Persona Five, it, it automatically tweets the ending to you and spoils it for you. So that's definitely mm-hmm. something to actually you know be aware of um, to just sort of try and keep it on on the low down in terms of social media stuff, just because you can just get a spoil for you by accident. So, but I haven't seen this yeah. account. I'm going to drop the link in the uh, show notes so that you guys can check it out. It's called name your P five MC. And like the very first one on their screen, I think is like Pepsi Sprite. So that they're just calling themselves Pepsi Sprite for some reason. <laughs> the pin tweet is a uh, Smurfs to Blu-ray for which is just the wackiest <laughs> name. <laughs> it's really good. What'd you name yours, Jessica? See, I'm kind of like a lame Jane, and so I didn't want to think of anything funny. I wanted to actually be a part of the game as the main character himself, so I just gave him, like, the name that uh, supposedly he was given instead, like, a default name. But, yeah, I've always done that, though, because, like, I don't know. I feel like it's more authentic if I use, like, their actual given name. You actually kind of want to kind of role-play it. yeah. That's what exactly like being a really attractive like dude summoning demons. <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, the things that was after when I saw the trailers, one of the things that really kind of got me interested in the game was the like just the the whole aesthetic. Like it just looked cool from all the screenshots and the gifs that oh, I've seen yeah. around. It like does that hold up in game? It does actually. Like I was really happy about the fact that the trailer actually showed exactly how the game was gonna be. Because it's like it's a very interactive game. Like they made it more interactive than it was in Persona 4. Because you're able to actually take the character to go through different parts of uh, Japan, especially Tokyo, Japan, and like different parts where like where he's like currently living to Shibuya. Go to the underground mall in Shibuya, and then when you go to the item scenes, like when you check your inventory and stuff like that for the menu, there's little animations for each inventory slot you go to like if you go to skills he's like shooting you or if he goes to like if you're if you're going to equip something he like is like slapping at you i don't know it's amazing but there's like little animations for everything especially does any of that like get get in the way of the gameplay or at all because i know a lot of games that were like um like by the time you've seen like the same animation five times you're like okay okay hurry like i've never played all the way through final fantasy 7 but like watching my friends play it every time they would summon someone i was like okay i guess it's time to go make a sandwich while this whole thing plays out see the cutscenes are actually really short though it probably mm-hmm. lasts about like 0.5 seconds oh okay cool yeah so it's not that bad but then sometimes i'm just like i wish i could load faster because I keep on seeing like his head spinning around around the, like the right side of the screen just to load. I'm just like, why, why? <laughs> but it's so worth it though. Like it's so good. It's just that it is a lot of time investment though, because you just want to do so much. Like there's certain sets to where like they give you a amount of time to like defeat the demon, like the top boss monster in the dungeon, okay. what they call a palace. And it does take a lot of time to give you, like, 20 days for some of them. And then you just, like, part of you just wants to either go and, like, create bonds with different characters. Because, like, the different bonds you create, it adds, like, makes different funny cutscenes. And it's super funny because one of them includes, like, you meeting this really sketchy doctor. And you being her test subject for her medicine that she wants to perfect. And then that medicine might cause you to, like, pass out or die. But she could like, you know, she, she's a doctor, so she can immediately like, you know, like revive you and stuff like that. But it's super funny. Excellent. 
how uh how far in are you like the hours wise do you think uh i think i invested like 10 hours Mm -hmm. into the game but i still haven't defeated the first boss yet because of the fact that i want to like create bonds so i create stronger demons typical video game players like oh yeah Uh, here's here's this world ending thing that we got to go take care of okay well first i'm gonna go collect the coffee mugs (laughs) so let me just hold up (laughs) (laughs) i just learned apparently that like i can make coffee in the game now and it like it makes my uh if i'm low on mp it restores my mp and i'm just like i've been needing this since the beginning of the game like where has this been So there's so much you could do in the game. It's just that I feel like the days they give you to do it are kind of short because like in the game, like since you're a high school student, you could get a part-time job and you kind of need a part-time job to make a lot of money easily if you want to, but it's kind of fun to like, and also helps boost your character's um, traits like kindness and intellect and stuff like that. But then at the same time, like you only have time to do one thing because it lasts like because you have school and then that, and then if you want to go home and you need to make lockpicks, that takes a whole nother time. And then talking to other characters, it creates, there's so much to do in the game, but I feel like there's not enough. So definitely, like, I'm probably going to play the game like five times or more just to see oh if I can. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much things you could do. I, uh, I can't, I can't even play one game one time, much less one game five times. So, like, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm excited, though, because I read a lot of people are, like, that are already on their second playthrough. And I'm just here like, oh, my God, I'm still on my first playthrough. Like, what? But it's definitely worth it, though. Definitely worth it. Like, I feel like what I'm talking about isn't doing the game justice. But No, I'm into it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm very much into it. Like, I think the, the big thing that sells this game is for me is the art style and the music. Like, I, I've been mm-hmm. listening to the, like, the, the soundtrack and then... I don't want to watch gameplay videos because I don't like I'm going to play this stuff and experience it myself eventually. So like, but I also want to see all of the cool stuff. So I'm, it's really been really hard not to just like go watch someone's um, like YouTube. I know you, there's not a lot of it out there because they're banning people that are doing it, but I just really want to see like all of the stuff in the game. So yeah, no, I feel like this game is definitely worth it. Like for virgin eyes, like you should definitely play it for your first playthrough. It's like dark souls for me. Cause I never watched anybody play it. I learned no snippets of it, and then when I actually played it, like, I understood the whole frustration of how people are, like, mad at the game in the beginning, but then, like, how they've come to enjoy it slightly. So it's kind of like that. Except in Persona 5, I think it's super easier than Dark Souls because you don't die as often. Unless you want to, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious, Josh Clifford, are you... Are either of you guys going to pick this up eventually? Like, is it in your wheelhouse at all? Well, for me, once again, like, I agree with you on that, Jeremy. Like, I think the art style is gorgeous. Like, I really like the art style, like that really in-your-face, proper cartoon sort of watercolour style. I think it's really, really cool. Some of the, the themes that a lot of people are talking about that this game goes over are pretty dark and... Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I see that's quite interesting that a game is tackling some of these things. Like I heard saying the other day, and I was like, that seems really interesting. 
but I need to find time. Like Zelda's a big open world game that I still haven't even got 10% into and I really want to. There's just too many games out and I probably, Persona was on my rental list. It came through the door and I sent it back because I was like, I'm not going to get time to play it. So I might as well send it back to the rental company and let someone else have a copy because I'm just not going to get time to play this. But I will probably get around to playing it at some point once I've got all the smaller games out of the way. Um, what you, Josh? Yeah, the, um, this is typically the kind of game that I tend to hate because yeah. I can't stand the whole uh, the turn-based combat. They're just I generally find it so boring. But again, like you, Cliff, it's just the the art style of it combined with the story and the themes that it chooses to tackle within that story. I don't know. It just kind of, it's drawing me in bit by bit. And I haven't watched too much footage because I think that I need to basically go into this game on the merits of it, just from word of mouth, basically without actually watching any videos and saying that looks cool. I want to experience that. I want it to be a kind of, that sounds cool. I want to experience that because I feel like the, the art style and the aesthetic of it is something that I just want to embrace firsthand um, because I I can remember bits and pieces of it from when I played uh, golden on the Vita and it was, I remember it being sort of very striking and bold and in your face and everything. And I do remember actually quite liking that particular sort of style. Um, So I'm definitely actually willing to give it my time just when I can afford to give it my time. If you see, if you would see what I mean Um, it for the time being, I just, I cannot be bothered with a game that is just, you know, a hundred hours of that kind of gameplay because I need to pretty much sort of prepare myself mentally for this is a game that I don't normally play. It is very much out of my own personal comfort zone, but I need to give it the benefit of the doubt to just try and go in with an open mind and let it actually just dig its hooks into me in its own way, in its own time. Um, and just experience it that way. I think until I'm ready to do that in terms of mental preparation and in terms of time, it's going to have to be one of those that I'm saying, I'm glad that it's done well. I'm glad that it's sold well. I'm glad that people are loving it. This is super awesome. It's not for me for the moment, but it's definitely something I'm hoping to come back to. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, I, this is probably a good time to mention that I have some friends that actually run a, uh, or that record a Shin Megami Tensei and Persona podcast. Um, sure. So if you guys want to hear people talk about these games, and they're going through, like, they're starting from, like, they started with the original, per, like, I guess there's a Shin Megami Tensei book. Like, they they covered, like, the book. Um, and then, like, started from the, the old Nintendo games and are going straight through. Um, so go check them out at Megaton Marathon. They're really, really good boys, and they, they do a good job on that podcast. I'll drop a link in the show notes, as usual. Oh, my um, gosh. I applaud them for that, because, man, like, even the first Persona game is, like, ridiculously hard. It, I've listened to several episodes of that and I'm not real big into this genre at all. So like some of the stuff that they, some of the, some of the episodes I just like skip, I'm like, I'm just not going to listen to it. But like, man, it sounds like, it sounds like something insane people would play <laughs> like to not be insane anymore. Like it sounds like a trial by fire. I don't know how, how these games like kept going all these years. Cause it, they just seem so obscure and obtuse, but um, man, I'm glad that they are where they are now because I am, I've wanted to play persona Four golden for a long, long time. 
I don't have a Vita and they haven't put it on PS4 for some reason, which is kind of a bummer. Um, so mm. I'm, I'm going to jump in, you know, once I finish these other 15 games and I'm 10% into, I'll, you know, jump into that. So I'm excited for it. Uh, Do you have any me- last thoughts on Persona 5, Jessica? Let's see. I mean, uh, I can understand why like a lot of people might not like the turn-based combat, but I find it useful because uh, the fact that I've been playing Persona for like so long, and then the fact that I know like I like I could win, I could like defeat demons in battle super easily because I know all their weaknesses, and if I use like the turn-based to my advantage, where like I can like expose all their weak spots and then quickly like eradicate them all in one go, just like that. Like that's how I play. Like that's how I play. That's how I use the turn-based combat. Mm-hmm. It's to exploit like the enemy's weakness and then immediately like eradicate them like super easy so I can move on to the game because there is a lot of fighting in this game, but mm. the fighting aspect of it I feel is not as much as the story in and of itself and how much you can do in the game. But it's still super super good though, and I really want to play more. Hmm. but that's it cool cool well thank you for coming in and, and talking about persona 5 because i i didn't think that anybody else would want to play it and would have time to play it so i'm very glad we got at least somebody to, to chat <laughs> about it really i, I don't know if not like what like, if i'm saying it justice but it's still really really good like it's a really gorgeous game hmm. and it's really fun to play overall like overall like i feel like a total badass no i'm playing the game like yeah like <laughs> just nothing on me, man. Have you been, have you been playing anything else? Me, uh, no. But I've watched the new ep- the new episode of Rick and Morty that came out. Oh my god! Three. Yes, uh, it's so good. Oh my god! It's so good. I heard I uh, can, I... Nathan Fillion's in that apparently, isn't he? Mhm. Mhm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, yeah, if you like Rick and Morty, like they they came out swinging on this new season. I am like they released it on April Fool's Day, and it is so fucking good. Like it's just it's one it's an episode that you like finish and you're like, okay, I need to watch it again immediately. It's that funny yeah. and it's that like intricate and involved. <laughs> it's so it's so good. Um, Josh, you haven't been with us for a couple of weeks. You want to talk about some games that you've been playing lately? Well, you say games is basically one singular game. Um, True. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so the whole the reason I haven't been on the show for a little while is because I'm going through a bit of a, a period with games where I look up at my collection and I think I just can't be bothered to play any of this stuff I've got, I've, I've sp- which is a shame because I've spent so much money on it. But every single time I sit there and look at my, my collection, I think I just can't be asked. So consequently the last time that i was due to be on the show i didn't actually really have anything to talk about because it was just stuff that i've played so many times over that i didn't really have anything to say about it um so i actually decided to go slightly out of my comfort zone and play a singular game that i've been meaning to play for a while um because i had heard different opinions about it and i just meaning to actually sort of sit down and say well this is the only game i'm going to play and so I have played Killer Seven, and I don't know if have any of you played it before. One of my favorite games of all time. Yes. Mm. Right. You might hate me for this. Then. <laughs> oh no, no. I, I that, that game has significant issues, and with as long as it's been since it came out, I would imagine that mm. it doesn't hold up extremely well. It really doesn't. It really <laughs> doesn't. Right. I, 
I don't want this to just be a kind of what the fuck even is this game sort of thing, because I believe that that's not a very productive route to go down and it is extremely tempting to go down that road. So I'll just get out the way now. What the fuck even is this game? (laughs) Because I, I mean, I only finished it yesterday. It's taken me about, about a week, maybe a little bit longer than a week to actually finish it. I have read the story on Wikipedia. So obviously that's not the greatest source to get the information from, but I've read the synopsis on Wikipedia. I have listened to the Kane Rince episode on Killer 7 about six times now. I do not know what that story is trying to say. But what I can say is I do like the story and I love the way that it is portrayed. I just don't feel that the story is coherent I'd really it's such a difficult game to actually talk about. So the, for anyone who, who hasn't played it, I mean it's a game that came out was it 2005 I think Killer 7 came out. Um it's originally a GameCube game that they then proceeded to port onto the PS2. I will go on record as stating that I did play the PS2 version, so I am by default actually playing the worst version. I appreciate that, so I appreciate that some of my gripes with the controls and the frame rate, which is fucking god awful, <laughs> um, it's it's just terrible. It is absolutely terrible. But I appreciate that is more of a thing that comes down to the PS2 version. So that's you know that's fine. I can sort of leave that behind. But one of the things that initially drew me into it is the the aesthetic of it. It is an extremely stylized game um, that kind of reminds me of. It's got a very I don't know. It, Kill Bill is something that I I took out of it, and there's a lot of uh, sort of Japanese films, and but a lot of sort of kung fu, old kung fu movies as well that you can kind of see. There's just there's so many influences that just get chucked into this pot, and they're just sort of stirred around, and you end up with a game that looks like shit and runs like shit, but is attempting to tell you something that you have never seen before in a game by giving you cutscenes and characters that have a very peculiar manner. So by that, I mean the NPCs that you encounter in this game, actually they've got, especially in the, the sort of the PAL PS2 version, they've got a kind of disjointed voice to them. It's very hard to describe. It's kind of like a muffled sort of alien noise. You'd have to really sort of watch a video to understand what it sounds like you can kind of get sort of snatches of particular words that come up in the subtitles and you can think, Oh yeah, well that word was that, but they don't actually have any real speech. It's just more, this is their voice and this is what they're actually saying, but they've got a very peculiar way of giving you information that is kind of related to how they feel about a situation, but then they would just go off. They would just go off on something completely different, but then they'll actually at the very end of their little speech, they're giving you, they would just come back to to the point and actually say, Oh, you, you should do this, or you should check this area for this, or be mindful of this as you progress forward. And it's just, it's so batshit crazy that I just, I could not get my head around exactly what it was they had in mind, particularly the the character Susie, who is just basically she's a disembodied head. <laughs> and there's 
there's one particular bit. I mean, so you guys must know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. But when do you find her in the, I uh, was it at the gas station and she starts talking about how she loves being in Texas because the food is so good, but then proceeds to sort of talk about mutilating male genitals for, for want of a, a better word. And oh, for God. actually, yeah. And, but then sort of says, you know, the, oh, I do like chocolate sundaes. They do good chocolate sundaes here. And you think, what? How did we get from one thing to this horrible thing to, but I like this particular thing because it's sweet and everything? It just, I do not understand what they were attempting to do. And it's really, really odd. And there's just, there's so many of those. So you've got, you've got Susie and then you've got Travis who seems to, to wear shirts that have different words or sayings on them but none of them seem to really ever make any sense or be relevant to the story or be making a point there's only one of them i can actually think of off the top of my head that is actually useful in any way and he's the same where he'll say something and then just kind of go off on one and then just bring it back to his original point um you've got uh who is kind of like um what is he he's just he's kind of like he's a, was a ghost that's what suspended from the ceiling and he's in like a, a gimp outfit i just put a i just put a picture of him in the in the show yeah. notes because i was having fun so enjoy that yeah yeah i saw that picture that's what made me think i've got to give him a mention but it's just he's so very peculiar um and the the kind of i like the way how his his speeches always start with master because he's referring to you and then ends with in the name of Harmon because obviously he's referring to Harmon. But I never quite understood what it was he was trying to do or trying to tell you. Um, it was just really, it's definitely the weirdest and most unique game I've ever played for these very reasons. But it's, Oh, it's just so difficult to actually try and break everything down. It's not a short game either. So there are certain points that I I guess that my overall playtime was around about 17, maybe 18 hours, I guess. There are certain points in this game that really, really pissed me off. Some of the boss battles in this game are, for want of a better term, shit. They are absolute dog shit. Um, some of the because each boss fight offers up a different way of actually completing it, and it offers you I don't know, a different piece of gameplay to go with the boss fight. But some of them, they just they're absolute crap. Was it the um, Ayame Blackburn fight? So I, I made sure to take a screenshot of it to actually mention it because that fight had no strategy to it it had no skill required it was but all literally all i did in that fight was i stood there i didn't even move in this fight i stood there and i aimed my twin rocket launchers at one area and it was basically just luck of the draw if i pressed the button quick enough to actually hurt her it required no strategy and it took me ages and i nearly threw my shoe at the tv it was just it was shit (laughs) and it was it was absolutely awful, and I was so glad when that boss was over because it was just crap. But then, 
you get some bosses that were, although really annoying, I found them kind of interesting. So was it the uh, Kurahashi and Akiba, which is the two, the two guys who have got their kind of their heads are sort of split open because they've already been killed in a previous cutscene, um, and so the, and they're chucking brains at you, and you have to avoid the brains and then fire on the run on the right in the chest to actually make his <laughs> to um, make his tie flip over his shoulder, and then his friend goes over to fix his tie. But the the window that you have to actually hit the enemy on the left, which is what you're supposed to do, is fucking minimal you have you have seconds to do that and it's just it's oh seriously this game it it nearly sent me crazy it really did i i enjoyed this game (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i expected to hear after all of this (laughs) surprisingly i did enjoy this game because i feel that the story is very disjointed really because at some points it feels like it's trying to comment on eastern versus western politics and how those two seem to be in a constant battle for supremacy over one another um but it doesn't really seem to go anywhere with that but then aside from that you've got this whole thing with the killer seven and you've got this whole thing with Harmon and with Kunlan and you get some interesting ideas to come out from that but it never really sort of takes that anywhere either so you've just kind of got this idea and this idea and you've got a couple of other ideas that are all really good and if they were all refined and actually considered rather than just let's just chuck everything in there it would be really good but there were so many times when I actually dropped my controller during a cutscene because I thought, what the fuck is even going on? <laughs> I just, I have no explanation for any of this whatsoever, particularly when meeting some of the actual characters. But I find that the, the gameplay was a bit rough around the edges, but obviously, you know, it's, it's an older game, so I can appreciate that. But it was good enough because it was on rails and because it was very scripted in terms of what it asked of you. Um, some of the, the smile bosses that ask you to kill, um, they can uh, fuck themselves in the bin, particularly the laser smile. Um, they were incredibly infuriating trying to actually do them because the amount of time I had to aim at it because I hadn't upgraded my characters enough. By this point, I had to manually aim every time to actually get the right spot, and I had seconds to do it, and it was infuriating. But then it gave me some cutscene after that when I thought, actually, it's trying to tell me something. I don't quite... I can't put my finger on what it is it's telling me, but it's definitely doing what it can to try to portray a particular theme or a particular, I don't know, school of thought to me um but it's just it's by far the most batshit mental game i've ever played i was hoping that this game would be the game to actually sort of say games are awesome i need to actually play more games it didn't do that um it kind of made me kind of angry but also kind of happy because it was kind of fun um but oh just 
somebody chip in here because I'm just I'm ripping well, my hair. I'm curious. I'm, I'm I'm curious if you've ever played any of uh, Pseudo Fifty One's games, like at all, like Killer Is Dead or um, No More Heroes that was on the Wii. Uh, no More Heroes Two. He did another one that was. He's kind of loosely associated with uh, Let It Die. That was like that free to play game that people the, say is Dark Souls. Yeah, the stu- the studio made that, but he actually didn't have anything to do with Let It Die. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah so yeah. it was Grasshopper that made that. But yeah, yeah have you played any of yeah. those games like Killer Seven or any of that stuff? Um, he was involved. He was. He did Lollipop Chainsaw as well, didn't he? Oh yeah, yep, mm-hmm. yeah, and Shadows of the Damned. Shadows well, of the Damned, which is probably my yeah. favorite out of all of the Pseudo 51 games. So. so I haven't finished either of those. I own Lollipop Chainsaw, and I have played enough of it to appreciate that he has a very particular style and a very particular kind of writing style and character style that is yeah, kind and of... They, and they all make absolutely no goddamn sense whatsoever. <laughs> so you just kind of lean no. into it and just enjoy it for the yeah, ride. Uh, totally. I mean, uh, Killer7 was one that I went in thinking, I know the story of this already. I can't actually go in trying to understand it because that's not going to get me anywhere. But even so, is that was no help whatsoever. I own um, Killer is Dead. I do intend to go through that one because I hear that it's not it's not necessarily is a direct sequel. It's more of like a spiritual sequel from what I can gather. I don't really know too much about it, but I think it's more of a spiritual sequel than an actual sequel to Killer 7 because Killer 7 kind of has its own sequel once you finish it to an extent. It's not necessarily a sequel. It's pretty much the same game, but there is an extra character and it becomes Killer 8 instead. Um but I, I've never played No More Heroes 1 or 2 uh, just because we do own a Wii, but the only time I've ever used it was to play Twin Snakes because, you know, it's the best game ever. Um, why do we ask you to come on this podcast again, Josh? Why do we do that? Why, every time why, he comes do, on, he just talks about that? Twin Snakes, God which is, as everyone it. knows, the best video game of all time. <laughs> because I bring a sense of nuance to the podcast. You know this, <laughs> Jessica, um, are you familiar with any of these games that we've been talking about? No, I am not, actually. I mean, I know a little about it, like a little bit about it, but like from what I read on the views, they weren't that good. So I never thought to actually try and play it. Mm-hmm. But hearing Josh speak about it makes me kind of curious because <laughs> I am interested in a whole like Japanese like culture and stuff like that because I'm interested in picking up a game called uh, Yakuza Zero mm, yeah. which is yeah, a yeah. very fun game where you play as a Yakuza and you beat everyone up but like I'm interested in like trying to play these old games and see well, you can, um, there's a uh, there's a GameCube emulator out there that lets you run old GameCube games and pretty and like and let you kind of enhance them so they like look look relatively good and if you can get your hands on like the dolphin emulator and a killer seven rom it's worth even just checking out because it's like josh has said it's very much style over substance but the style is so insane and out there that you just kind of sit back and just take it all in or like what am i do- even watching and doing but this just doesn't yeah. make sense but also i keep wanting to do it for some reason like so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's definitely, definitely wanna... i'd recommend doing that one and shadows mm-hmm. of the damned uh if you only just try to go find the soundtrack for shadows of the damned, it's got this real cool, like jazzy rock. I know that sounds terrible when you say jazzy rock, but trust me, it's really good. <laughs> uh, it's got a really, really cool soundtrack and the gameplay in that one is actually like, um, it's kind of got like a re four thing happening, like resident evil four thing going on with it, which is really, really interesting. So yeah. And you have a talking skull that follows you around. It makes, it makes fun of you and reads really funny. So yeah, that's great. I love talking skulls. 
Talking skulls are the best. They are. They are. I wish the skulls well, Josh, that I have uh, on my desk would talk. Probably <laughs> I can't, I can't. I mean, imagine, imagine if they kept talking, though, and you couldn't shut them up. Uh. <laughs> That's what you, like, duct tape. Like, super advanced duct tape and just, like, tape it. <laughs> I like how your solution to the magic skull is literally duct tape. Duct tape, yeah. <laughs> That'll shut, anything, that'll shut anyone up. Exactly. <laughs> well, Josh, I hope you I hope you find the game that's going to reintroduce <clears throat> your love for gaming for soon. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, what I've decided to do is because I haven't played them for a while, I'm going to go back through and play the Metal Gears, but I'm going to play the Japanese NTC versions instead, uh, just because I own a copy of each of them, which I am eligible to play rather than just keep sealed. So I'm, I've made a start on um, on Metal Gear Solid One today just so i could get my foot in the door and actually get to the first sort of save the point where i can save so i'm hoping that by the time i've done that that will just make me realize that games are indeed awesome you just kind of get a bit down when you've got more games in time and you look at them and you think i just can't be bothered yeah so yeah it's it's a thing that tends to come around every year and i tend to just need that one game or that one experience to just sort of give me the kick up the ass and think no come on just games are awesome just get back to it yeah. so, josh yeah you should try what? having two kids mate <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know how you play video games at all with two kids I, I, don't, I, I don't i don't even know i don't even know seriously Ugh. speaking of playing video games can you talk about mirror at all and not spoil all of the endings for me because oh. i just <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I, I'm so excited to get into the meat of this game. Like I've, I played more this week, but I didn't have enough time to get into anything. But I'm just I'm, our Twitter community has seemed to mm. just blow up about it. Everybody is playing it. Like everybody has all of the endings. Like Patty finished it several times. Yeah. Uh, I think both of the Gavs are playing it. Kyle mm. has fit, has gotten literally all 26 endings, which is nuts. So I'm oh. yeah. Thanks, man. There's a there's an ending for every letter, Jessica. They d- literally do like ending A, B, C, D, and etc. So yeah, I'm yeah. with like the first near game, and so mm-hmm. I, mm. yeah, yeah. But I expect like I can't wait to get my hands on Automata though, because uh, uh, you're so you're gonna fucking love it. Oh man, like I, I've said this before. This this game speaks to me on so many goddamn levels. Like if you know me you'll know that I have a real big thing for sort of androids and synthetics and consciousness and what makes us human. I just love that whole debate and talk. That's why I love Ghost in the Shell. I just love all that. I love Philip K. Dick, Blade Runner. I just love that stuff. Mm. And this game is that. And I just, I'm right at the end of nearly finishing ending B, like my second playthrough. And... It's opening doors, all like it's already opened a lot of doors, which I was like, "What the fuck?" I did not see that shit coming. That's all I, yeah. Like, if you get near, play. Like everyone said to me, play the the, the core endings. Are obviously, A, B, C, D, and E. The rest mm-hmm. are all silly endings, but A to E are the five playthroughs that you want to do. And as soon as you start playthrough two, it's already starting out differently as soon as it starts you're like oh, okay here we go and man some of the shit that's happening i'm like what the fuck i didn't even i don't even know like, it's so hard because <laughs> i want to just fucking talk about it. and i've said when i think i want to finish e i really want to do a spoiler cast because i just need 
to fucking talk about this game when I finished all the endings. And I said, like, obviously, I think one of the gavs wants to do it. So I said, we'll just get a few of us together and we'll just, just unload on everything that we've seen. And if it, if this hole goes any deeper, mm-hmm. brrr, I, I don't know how deep this is going to go. If this is where it is at ending B, I've still got three more endings to get through. So I don't know where this hole is going to go. <laughs> But, and I've heard, um, I love the fact, by the way, that they name their endings via letters, so it's really easy to talk yeah. about them without saying what's mm-hmm. in them. Like, that mm-hmm. makes it really nice to be able to talk about the game. But uh, I heard that, like, you can do ending E twice for different stuff, too. That's apparently, that apparently so. There's, yeah, there's, t- a, like, a, a decision at the end of ending E, apparently. So you can either decide one way or the other, apparently. That's the rough thing that people have said. People just said, right, we'll do that. Play like basically the rough guard I got was play A, play B, do C, do the last mission of C again, and then do it again for E. And I was like, right, okay. And that they was like, that's all we can tell you. I was like, that don't make any sense. I was like, it will when you get there. Trust me, it will make sense. But yeah, Jesus, like I put a lot of time into it that into it today and. The stuff it's been showing me because as I've been going through in B, you'd just be playing it as you normally would, slightly sort of, but and then you'll just it'll the screen will fuzz over like digitize, and then you'll just get a random cutscene that's got nothing to do with what you're doing at the time. It's like a a fractured memory or something. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. it's and then it's these cutscenes that are coming through, and I'm like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to see. We'll finish, do the last bit of B, see what happens there, and then obviously carry over. I'm, I just, I need more time. I need time. Having two kids is obviously <laughs> I don't have enough time. And after I fed the little one, it's like I put her down to sleep, and it's like midnight, and I have to get up at sort of seven-ish to feed her again. Whereas because the wife does the night feed, so she has laying. So I'm up again and I'm like, oh, I could stay up till like one, two and play more near, but I've got to get up to feed the baby at seven. So I'm like, oh, I need to go to bed. So I have to sit, I'll go to bed. Whereas normally I'd stay up to like five in the morning. Like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I want to play this game some more. It's just so good. And I'm at the point now where, because I finished the first playthrough, I've got all the easy mode stuff all on now, all of it. On, so it's nice and easy so i can just concentrate on the story. Coast through. yeah i do like that they um there's literally a store in game where you can use in-game currency not like real money but in-game mm-hmm. currency to just buy trophies like you can mm-hmm. just buy and unlock all of the trophies which is just fucking hilarious yeah, like par- this just so cracks me up yeah it's good though they, they said like one i think once you do end in e or d they they basically have mm-hmm. said you've played enough of this game you can you deserve all the trophies like if you yeah. haven't picked them up, you deserve them. You can just go and buy them, which is mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. But yeah, damn, the combat's real good as well. Like the combat is fantastic. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's it's real good. You can kind of, I can kind of see why Scale Band might have got cancelled now because I think they might have had a lot of people working on this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, you've not played the original Nier, right? No. Yeah, I don't know if it will hold up after Automata, but um, it's 
it's truly something special. Like it's this, I think I've said it before. I think I said it last week actually, but like the soundtrack is just as good and it doesn't do, it doesn't do the ending stuff that, uh, that this game does. Like there's only, there's only quote unquote four endings, (laughs) but it's exactly the same way. Like when you go into new game plus to get ending B, like, you you it, it's just immediately like changes everything that you thought that you knew about the game like it's one of those things and it's just so good you played you played near jessica oh yeah i have i have so i freaking love near so good but then it's another game that's similar to like the whole near franchise that came before uh near automata yep. and it's jack and guard 3 mm-hmm. i don't know if anyone has ever heard of it but the music is so good in that game and like the concept is entirely different but it's still a really good game to go through and there's so many endings to get through in that game like it's just yes cj was saying on twitter that uh like the the original near is like born out of like the fifth ending of drakengard 3 or something like it's just totally that's uh, (laughs) like all those games correlate and you're trying to figure out like after you play those games you're just like how does it how do they fit like like it seems so familiar and it's it's just so good so i'm hoping that Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just hoping to see if I could find, like, in relation to, like, Jacket Guard and, like, Nier Automata whenever I play it. I uh, I have heard that there's stuff in there for you, Jacket Guard fans. I, I, have, I haven't played the game myself, but I'm, I'm kind of familiar with it a little bit just from, because when I played the original Nier the first time, I went crazy about it. I was like, I got to read everything. Give me all of the literature. So, yeah. Exactly. Um. I wouldn't probably suggest playing Drakengard three nowadays. Like it looks pretty hard to play. Like it looks pretty rough if you don't have like a lot it of patience. It is hard to play. Like at the with, like final boss scene, you're supposed to match. You're like you're supposed to match like the music from the game to like this kind of rhythmic kind of system <laughs> they're having on. Then you get to the combat, and it's like really hard because like you have to start like it doesn't start whenever like the uh, visual show. Like you start off with like a black screen, and that's and that's when the music starts playing. Is when you start matching the the beat to it, and you're just like, "This wasn't in the game before." Like, how <laughs> how do you fathom to do it? But it's when you get the hang of it, it's really really good. Well, yeah. I've only got a handful of things that I've been playing. Um, I've been playing Nier and I've been playing Zelda, slowly plugging away at those. Uh, but we've kind of talked all of those games to death at this point, I think. Um, but I did play some new stuff, or new to me, rather, uh, that I wanted to talk about. Have any of you guys heard of Resident Evil? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Possibly. Yeah, it might, it might be one of my favorite franchises of all time, but yeah, I might have heard it. <laughs> I've, I, I, um, I've, heard, I've heard it's a series of Oscar-winning films. It is, it's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you make a joke, but the... Uh, the Duckfeed guys, they have that podcast um, where they, what is it called? Uh, Adaptation Decay, where they yeah. watch um, movies that are based on video games and they kind of discuss them. And they did Resident Evil recently. And it actually made me want to go and watch the first Resident Evil movie for the first time in years. <laughs> like, I kind of wanted to go back and watch it. But, oh, so. it's, it, God, no. It's the best one, though, <laughs> out of all of them. The first one's Oh, I'm sure the it's best the best one. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not saying much. <laughs> But uh, so I, I came to Resident Evil with four and uh, I played it on the Wii for the first time because it was like, you know, it was cool to have that Wii controller where you could just point your gun anywhere. Mm-hmm. I never have never played any of the original ones until recently. I started Resident Evil one. I guess at some point I either bought it or was it free on it was free PlayStation on PS- Plus? Yeah, it's free on PS. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, went, I just was looking through my game list thinking like, okay, I have to talk about something new for Dark Insight. Like, what am I going to play? And I stumbled across Resident Evil and um, 
that game is really, really fun so far and really just bonkers hard. I have no idea. Like I'm pretty early on, but like literally died three times at the first zombie uh, message my mud, Chris. And Chris was like, why are you trying to fight anybody? And I was like, oh, OK, it's one of those. I, I have yeah. a gun and like I'm part of a special arms unit. I thought I was supposed to shoot the zombie, but no, apparently um, and I'm playing as Jill, which he said was the right decision. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go with Jill. Mm-hmm. Was, I guess everyone doesn't like still. Um, so yeah, it's really like, it's just so like weird and obtuse. The controls are really bizarre, but I'm kind of getting used to them now. So I'm having a good time with that. It's just so obviously like very much that old style video game, mm-hmm. like the inventory screens. It's, it almost makes me nostalgic for like a decade mm-hmm. of video games, right? Yeah. Like it just makes me like everything nowadays is so slick and so easy, like this <clears> kind of clunky how do I do anything in the inventory? Like, what are all these weird options kind of thing is just really nice. And it looks surprisingly good for a, it's a PlayStation one game, right? Like it's not originally. Well, no, no. The one you're playing is mm-hmm. a remaster of a remake. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, basically the, <laughs> no. the one you're playing isn't the original original. And that game has been changed as well. There's a lot of stuff in it that wasn't even in the original game, like scenes and enemies and things like that. That was the remake for the GameCube, and they yes. basically they've okay. remastered that. But that is the definitive version. It is by far better than the original. Well, that, that explains why it looks like not like a trash monster, which is what I was expecting when I booted it up. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it actually looks surprisingly good. Like, there was a cutscene, uh, a cutscene, but like the intro movie or whatever, um, where Jill is watching... <laughs> like a group of dogs like eat this dude on the ground and, like it's really really violent <laughs> oh, and the camera dude. keeps looking at jill and jill just has the most blank yeah. expression on her face like she has seen this a zillion times yeah, before yeah. like oh yeah another if, five another five dogs eating another guy it's <laughs> another wednesday right if guys? you played this on the original ps1 jeremy this was fmv mm-hmm. and it was real yep. actors it was are you serious pretty Seriously, yep. go search that video. It's yep. so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it was real actors. And it's like, Jill, no, it's the worst. <laughs> I fucking love it, it's but terrible. it's so terrible. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, yeah, it was real life actors and FMV. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. This, I'm, the, I'm just very quickly going through the YouTube the, the, video. The dogs, the, dogs have, <laughs> the dogs have clearly just got like some wet, soggy rag chucked over them to look like rotten <laughs> flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this looks so terrible like this is <laughs> yep <laughs> they surprised like the the character models in the game surprised mm. look like a lot like the the real life actors yeah they did a good job with that yeah wow i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this with volume later and just really just torture my life <laughs> it, 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 the, this... the dubbing's terrible as well the dubbing is shocking <laughs> I um it reminds me of the old did you any of you guys play Command and Conquer when it was kind of popular way back yeah. in the early nineties? Yeah, like, no, yeah, like yeah. mid yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all of the like they had uh oh, what's like the famous guy that they had on there? He um Oh the uh Jeremy Irons? Irons. No, not Jeremy Jeremy Irons, Irons was in it, but he's he's not the guy I was thinking of. But like he's got some there there was a there's a thing going around on Twitter from, from where this dude was trying to read his lines and just like we're going to blow up the moon with Tiberium. And like this professional actor guy, like just hamming it up and like almost cracking himself up. Reading <laughs> that's, uh, that's Tim Curry. It was Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. He, is it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, because mm. you can see in his face that he just knows that it's all bullshit, <laughs> but he's just having so much fun with it. Yeah. I yeah, love he's that. He's just having, a, having a, just a really good time with it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I'm, I'm looking of... forward to to playing more Resident Evil. Like this is, 
I've heard that because they they've remade two already, right? No, they're in the process no, of fully remaking it. So yeah. I'm yeah, super excited okay. for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and then have they? And obviously, I'm not I'm not going to go back into um, like four or anything like that. But because uh, I'm kind of done with those that style of game at this point. But um, I'd, I'm hoping it kind of keeps up. Like I haven't played a little spooky horror movie game in quite some time, so this will be fun. It's, it's got some good uh, atmosphere. That game it's got some real good atmosphere. And uh, it, it, the the thing that that original game did is. It, it used camera angles to put suspense into the game because you, you you like you're running towards the camera. You don't know what is around there. You could run around that corner and there could just be anything there because of mm-hmm. those locked camera angles. And I love that. And a lot of people don't like the tank controls. I really like the tank controls. Like as soon as I start launched that HD version, and it was the normal one where you could move everywhere. I was like, no, mm. got to turn that off. Forward is up. Mm. Come on, <laughs> this, oh, this oh, game see, is I'm played. Just, I didn't, I didn't change the controls. So I guess I'm playing with the the, the um, remastered controls. controls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and that's yeah, yeah. even that's kind of a pain in the ass to play with. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back to the tank controls. That might put me off the game entirely. So. I actually find the other ones easier because when the camera switches, your forward is still up. So when mm. the camera switches oh, okay. angle, yeah. you're still just pressing the same way on the joypad. Mm. It never changes direction. Whereas the other one, yes, it makes sense in correlation to sort of where you are on screen. But when the but cameras when switch, transition. Yeah. you have to move mm. your, and it, it can make your character go funny. And I don't, it just wasn't designed that way. It was designed for the tank controls really. So mm. yeah, love that game. I fucking love that game. <laughs> And uh, I also picked up, uh, I think this was on PS Plus as well, um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Have any of you guys seen this game? Mm, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah, it has my interest. I've not mm. tried it yet, though. So it's it's an extraordinarily <clears throat> cute game. Um, and like... <laughs> I don't know. Like I watched the intro of this thing and it was all about like, there's a planet of love that's in the shape of a heart and like the gods of the universe are full of empathy or something like it's got a a really, really cute and like overly dramatic story around it. But the gameplay is just really essentially, it's a co-op game and you're controlling the spaceship and the spaceship has like, let's say four or five different terminals. So you've got a top bottom left and right turret so you have to walk your little dude up to the top turret so that you can control your turret and shoot things that are coming from the top. Uh, there's also a thing to go control the shields. So let's say that you have enemies coming to you for the right. You would run, run over to your shield console and then you could move your shields to the right so that it would block in, incoming fire. And you've also got like a super weapon that spins around your little ship. Your ship is an orb, basically. Like imagine right. an orb cut in half and you're looking at the inside. Um, this super weapon kind of spins around the entire thing and then you can trigger it at any time, but you can't control where it goes. So you kind of have to time it right to take out, you know, bosses and bigger enemies. Um, but the, the real core to the gameplay is that it's you and another person. So you have to coordinate with whoever you're playing with to say, Hey, you go over here and you take the right side and you do this. Okay. Now you have to go control the ship. We have to get out of here. So you go to the the pilot controls and you start getting us out of here and I'll, I'll cover us from the back and, Oh no, we need shields to the left. So we've got to run up and get to the shields to the left. Like it's, it's one of those like really intense, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> like, um, Vader the other day was talking about overcooked and it's, it's similar to that mm-hmm. where you're, you're kind of coordinating with your other person in order to, to do the best thing. So I'm really, really excited that they, I haven't had a game to play with my wife in quite some time, so I'm hoping that she's going to check it out and, and <clears throat> really, really like it because she's a blast to play games with. But um, like, even if you just play it single player, you get a little AI buddy 
And I had it be a little dog with a little spaceship head, which is super cute. And every time you tell the dog to do something, like he barks, he's like, and he runs over and does it and then like starts shooting enemies. It's really, really cute. Uh, But you can basically, you just hold the uh, triangle button and then you can just, you get it like a, uh, like almost, almost like a weapon selector where you can have the rotating thing and you can just tell the dog to go wherever and to do whatever. And he kind of automatically does stuff to you. So if, even if you don't have a co-op partner, you can, you can definitely play the game. But it's extraordinarily cute. It must have been free at some point. I can only imagine that it was free last month. So I'm sorry I didn't mention it then. I just didn't get a chance to play it. But if you go if you go check it out, it's really, really delightful. Like I had a, a whole lot of fun playing it for, you know, about an hour or two hours. So I don't know if I'll if Autumn doesn't pick it up and she doesn't like it, I may not play like a whole lot more of it. But I had a really, really good time trying it out for a couple of hours. So mm-hmm. the next sort of game that's sort of like that, I really want to uh, dig into that night in the woods. That oh yeah, really got my yeah. That sounds really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, fellas, Jessica, are we? Does that wrap us up? Does anybody have anything? Any more game-related information that they want to convey to the the internet and the world at large? Too many big games to play. It it makes podcasts shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. We could. Hey, if you want to, if you want to talk for thirty minutes about Zelda, I can do that. Like I'm ready to do that. I just feel like we've already done that so many times. I don't think the listeners would be too happy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about dressing up as a woman and sneaking into the Gerodo plant. The Gerodo plant. Awesome. Hey, but that shark prince, though, man. That shark prince. Oh, that shark prince is hot. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Shark Prince is great. I uh, all the characters in that game are kind of a delight. Like I don't like it when anybody talks, but otherwise, like when they're just like it's just text you're reading. Everything is great. Yeah, they did a real bad job of picking people to voice Zelda and not Zelda. But yeah, well, Zelda. I mean, well, they did they specifically the Zelda. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not a not a big fan of the voice acting on, on, uh, on Zelda. It, it, it does slightly baffle me because it's like, yes, they've got a lot of money. I don't know what they did there, but yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jessica? Because uh, we we were talking before uh, Cliff and Josh joined up, and you were talking about like possibly being a voice actor one day. Like, are you a fan of the stuff that they did in Zelda? Oh yeah, uh, not not really. See, uh, they could do better. Because, like, I was surprised at the fact that, like, a game like Persona 5, like, even, like, their English voice acting sounds similar to the Japanese voice acting. Mm-hmm. But then when it, when like, when it's sell like, when it came to, like, Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh, it, it's not as good. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's not even it, good the, in English standards. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least in Persona, you can download like the Japanese voice track and and, and just listen to all the Japanese voices with subtitles. Yeah, uh, that's what I did with. That's what I'm doing right now. Like, yeah. it's, but like the English voice acting for all the Persona games are actually pretty good too, though. Like yeah. for Persona, 5, it's really good. Persona Five, it's still pretty good. But I'm, I'm like a weeaboo kind of, so I'm just <clears> listening, like playing the whole game in Japanese. So. See, I wish I could do that for like Zelda I'd quite happily have the Japanese voices with subtitles but me too absolutely 
Well, let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Jessica, yeah. thank you so much for guesting and for coming on the podcast. It, oh, thank you for having It's really been awesome. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous still because I, I don't think I did a pretty good job. It's my first podcast, but thank you guys for <laughs> you having me. You were an absolute delight. You did that. You did a wonderful job. So, always, always more than welcome back. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Um, and if I remember right, I think I asked you this earlier, and you don't really have much of an internet presence out there, like a Twitter or anything like that, that you want to share. No, right? I don't. I'm anonymous. I'm basically like V for Vendetta online. No <laughs> but I'm not a super successful hacker, though. So I wish I was like that. Yeah, that would be way cool. <laughs> then you could hack me some money. I would. I wouldn't. Yeah, need to hack <laughs> the whole entire government would be terrified of me. That'd be great <laughs> to have the government like in the palm of my hands. Well, thank you again so much for guesting. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. I Josh, got to learn so people much about oh, I'm games. sorry. Oh, that's okay. I got to learn so much about other games that I'm willing to try, especially Alan Wake. Yes, I'm yeah, that. check that out. Yeah, it's really good. Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MorbidBeard. Uh, I tend to just do little rants about stuff. I, I was considering, I haven't put it up yet, but I was considering putting up a, a little thing. I did a bit of Googling earlier and um, just for some reason, just decided to research The Matrix online. I don't really know why. I was just a bit hmm. bored and thought I'd just look into that. So you'll often find random little things like that from me on there. So if you fancy um, coming chatting about stuff like that, that's where you can find me. Giant Bomb has a really funny video of the like last ten minutes or whatever mm. of that game for when they oh. shut it down. Yeah, yeah. And they were they actually logged into a Matrix Online account and like watched the servers go down. It was really yeah. interesting. So. Yeah, that's in my um, this in my watch later list. I'm gonna check that out when I go to bed because I was really nerdy that when they actually closed it down, there was 500 people playing it and that was it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. But yeah, was, I don't know why. It was just I was thinking of the Matrix and just thought of that. And I thought, yeah, that that was a thing, wasn't it? That happened for about two years. So, yeah. Ooh. Well, Cliff, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter uh, at Cliff underscore Goldsmith. Beard. You sound so bored. <laughs> no, I'm just Twitter. Like, just uh, just yeah, just Twitter. Well, that's it, really. Um, yeah, just you find me on there with my bad views as always, bad opinions, bad views, <laughs> winding people up as usual. Um, yeah, do you know it's quite funny actually. Speak, Josh, speaking of the Matrix, I, I've been thinking of watching the Matrix again. That's near. Oh fault. yeah, that's totally oh, yeah. near's I, fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my favorite. Actually, like. It's so good. I watched The Matrix nine times in the movie theater when it came out. Nice. It, yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host today. I'm at JG Greer on Twitter. You can come and chat with me. I do other shows. You can find all of those there. If you want to come talk to the podcast, podcast, that's Hard. not a word. If Hard. you want to come, cast. <laughs> come, uh, come enjoy our uh, Western themed movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come talk to the podcast, uh, we're at Dark Insight Pod. You can find links to that and all of our previous shows, links to host bios, guest bios, and all of that at darkinsight.net. If you have a few minutes, please, please leave us an iTunes review. It goes a long way to making a show up on the charts which gets us new, view- new viewers new listeners and makes us feel way better about ourselves uh thank you everybody that has done that in the past and again thank you everybody for listening it means quite a bit to us 
And I think that's going to do us from Dark Insight this week. We'll see you next week with more video game chat. Good night. Bye. Cheerio. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs>